0: All right, guys, what's going on today? We are going to be talking about just being a good person and you know, I've had a lot of people ask me if, you know, I was going to put out a statement or if I was going to talk about, um, you know, the protests and police brutality and some of my thoughts about that. And, you know, if we thought as a company, we should put something out. And I have a lot of thoughts just on that itself. I have a lot of thoughts on the situation at hand. Uh, thought, you know, I would just briefly share some of those, but I want to put it in the context of, just being a good person, because a lot of what I'm going to talk about today just boils down to, you know, if everybody would just take it upon themselves to just worry more about being a good person, I think that the world would just be rid of a lot of these problems, right? And maybe that's an oversimplification, but one of the things that I know is when you're surrounded by people who care and you're surrounded by people who give a shit and you're surrounded by people who want you to be better. You become better. And when you start to be surrounded by those types of people, and when you start to take the actions to become that type of person, you're going to fall, you're going to fail. And you know, you need those people beside you to pick you up. You need those people to, you know, continue to hold you accountable. And the The reason I talk about this is when I was in the army, you know, the infantry is still has a lot of racism in it. The army has a lot of racism in it. Uh, I really, honestly, growing up in you know the white suburbs of Worthington in Columbus, Ohio, I was not exposed to racism when I was a kid. Uh, It's very, very minimal. Uh, There was some stuff at our elementary school. I found out later when I was an adult, but as a kid, you know, you just don't necessarily pay attention or look out for that stuff. And, you know, we can learn the most probably from young children in this regard because racism is taught. It is structural. It is because you are surrounded by bad people. It's because you're surrounded by bad thoughts and those bad thoughts continue to be passed down because guess what? You continue to be surrounded by those people. So when you get stuck in these cultural zones, right, I, I was I was never really aware of this and I grew up and I've you know, been I consider myself to be very blessed to be lucky with, you know, an open mind. And, you know, I feel like Ohio is a very just moderate central zone where you can be truly politically unaffiliated and um, just think for yourself, and you're not so pressured by society to be, you know, to, to have to answer the hard questions. You know, there's there's spots in this country and, you know, and I'm just going to start naming places. And I'm sorry if you're from there. I don't want to blanket everywhere. But there are parts in Indiana where I spent time in the reserves that, you know, are very, very, very religious and very white. And there's still KKK and there's still a lot of issues in some of these towns that are systematic and they're a problem. And when you're in and around those areas, and when you start to see some of those things, yeah. they, you start to realize that people hide behind the idea of wanting to look like a good person. They hide be- behind religion. They hide behind Christianity. The KKK is a Christian organization. And they... they Want it to appear outwardly, and they actually, I think, actually believe because of the things that they tell themselves, because of the actions that they take, like going to church, that they're a good person, they can't be a bad person, and the thoughts they have on, you know, abortion or gay people or any of those things are excusable because they are religious, and because they're religious, they are a good person. And obviously, that's not the case. Being a good person has absolutely nothing to do with religion. Being a good person is how you treat people when nobody's looking and nobody's going to find out. It's integrity, right? Integrity is what you do, the actions you take when nobody's looking and when nobody would find out. That's that's what it is. And if you are a good person regardless of everything, regardless of, you know, if uh, nobody's going to find out, right. You, you find somebody's wallet in, you know, a restaurant and you know, you could turn it into management. And you also know that you could keep it right. What you do in that situation, probably nobody's ever going to find out. Nobody's ever going to know, but what you do in that situation just shows the type of person you are. And there are people out there who go to church every Sunday who talk up and down about religion, who would take the Walt? And that's where I have a problem, right? And I it's not specifically with religious people because there's other versions of this that we're going to talk about. But my problem comes in when you take certain actions and you think that they excuse you or you you believe that you're a good person because you do a couple of these things what it is is self-righteousness and a lot of these people think they're better than you and they're going to flex on you they're going to virtue signal and one of the biggest problems i have right now with the protests is there are people that are going to these protests and they're doing it to post on social media I know because I know the people. I know that they're not good people. I know that they couldn't give two shits about this. I know that behind closed doors, they will say racist things. They'll make racist jokes. And yet, there they are. I know that they are anti-gay. And yet, they go to these protests or they go to Pride just to post on social media so that other people can think that they're open-minded so that other people can think that they're a good person but behind closed doors they're not and it's a really really hard thing I think to swallow that that to me I think is actually embodies the entire problem itself is I think there are a lot of white people in this country people that I know people that I was in the military with that grew up Under systematically racist communities, that was what they were surrounded with, and it was accepted, and it was okay, and it was practiced, and it might be stuff that they don't even know is racist. And the problem is, is people let them off the hook. I found this all the time in the military. And I had at least a half handful of situations where, um, you know, I knew one of the soldiers underneath me was gay. And at the time, being gay was still illegal in the military, uh, which I always thought was an absolutely ridiculous thing uh, that was just totally indefensible from anybody who had any sense of morals. And, you know, he trusted me as his leader to tell me, which was. Great. And, you know, that I, I took pride in that, but I also took pride in the fact that obviously, you know, now I had to protect his secret and <clears throat> there were multiple situations where as a lower class private and in the military, there's a lot of anti-gay stuff that gets set and you have to do your best to make sure that you know that your soldiers and you and the people that you surround yourself with, that you can influence. You have to let them know that that shit's not okay around you. That's a part of having integrity, too. That's a part of holding the person to the left and to the right of you accountable. And at the end of the day, if everybody had experienced that, if all of these communities... And we're just going to throw the South in because we know the South is the South. If all of these communities in South Carolina and Texas and Alabama and Georgia, where I've spent plenty of time, if all of these communities where people grew up and there's systematic racism... If every time somebody just cracked a joke or just said one little thing or just treated somebody a certain way, if everybody looked at them side-eyed, like I'm making just, I'm like mean mugging my wall right now. If everybody just mean mugged that person and said, dude, you can't say that. You can't do that. And if you're going to, you can't be around us. You better get the hell out of here. If that was the reaction from the time the, that these, these kids were teenagers, that the times these communities, by the time they got into school, if it was systematic in their church networks, in their cookouts, at their sporting events, and everybody had that same reaction, it would go away in the generation. And we have that opportunity. Our generation has that opportunity. We've already seen it. It can be faster now. Social media allows it to be faster now. It allows people from the South who maybe just think like, well, of course, that's the way it is. It allows them to see, you know, athletes and celebrities and normal people just posting like, dude, this shit's not okay." And maybe for the first time, they're like, oh, that goes on all the time in our neighborhood. Like, I guess that's not, I guess that's not normal. I guess that's not the way the rest of the country does it. And as people move, you know, more seamlessly with work from home stuff, you're going to see a lot of people from California moving to Texas. You're going to, societies are going to start to mesh and things are going to start to happen faster. And this stuff will be able to be more adopted, um, the right thing the right thing will be able to be more adopted in our generation than ever before. And that should be very exciting. I'm excited about that. And I hope you guys are too. But at the end of the day, what it comes down to is we just have to want to be good people for just the sake of being a good person. Cause it feels good. Cause you don't ever have that feeling that you get and you know, I I have a few stories of, you know, just dishonest things that I did when I was young and they were, they were all minor. It was nothing serious. Um, But if you've done something like that to somebody else before and you know that feeling when you maybe when you get caught, maybe you lack integrity so much you never even told the person. For me, I told the people and when you have that just gut wrenching feeling of holding this thing in and not saying it and it eats you alive just from inside out, soon as you feel that once or twice, you should just know that integrity and honesty are the only way and being a good person is just the only way. It's the only way to let you just be free, be free to be happy and not let that feeling that just it kills you it is a death sentence it is sure unhappiness and I just feel bad for people I feel bad for racist people I feel bad for these cops I felt bad for guys that were in the army with me because they just have to feel that way a little bit all the time they have to they have to they get a little stint of anger right? When, you know, let's, let's say they're going to a gym, let's just use our world. And if you're a racist person or, you know, if you're against gay people or transgender people or whatever it is, you have to worry. Like there's this little thing about you that like, if, you know, if Pat who Pat's like my favorite person in the world, if Pat rolls up next to you, you should be so lucky to have a guy like Pat come out and work out next to you. He's the nicest, most caring individual I've had the pleasure of meeting. And he's been that way consistently for the 12 or 14 years, however long I've known him now. Like I love him. He's just a good dude, but he's African American. He's a black man. And if he comes in and works out next to you and you're a racist person, you get a feeling inside you. It's a bad feeling. It's anger. It's fear. It's uncertainty. How sad is that? Like, it's just, it's sad. It's pathetic. It's horrible that people are grown up in a situation that they have to live with that inside of themselves until they can fix it. And so at the end of the day, You know, we all take it down. You try to take it down to kind of one thing. And this is why this fits into this podcast. Is at the end of the day, if we all just worried about ourselves for a little bit. And I know that that sounds selfish. And when you hear why, then we'll talk about it. And the reason I didn't want to talk about this or do a social media post is I think we got a problem. If you're worried about a gym owner in Columbus, Ohio's opinion on racism, even more so than that, I just feel like it's one of those things. It's a (laughs) it's an easy answer. Like it's it's so obvious. And that's what's so frustrating about it is it's so obvious It's so obvious. Cops can't kill innocent people, period. Black, white, Hispanic, Asian, it doesn't matter. Cops cannot kill innocent people. And there's going to be people that are out there that are like, well, they aren't innocent and people aren't only as innocent and they're this and they're that. They are. Like, they are. Our entire justice system is built on the fact that in that moment... They are assumed to be innocent. That is the entire foundation of our entire justice system, is that in that moment, they are assumed innocent. Until you can prove it in a court of law. The police are not the judge. They are not the jury. They are not the executioner for a reason. You have a jury of peers who have to sit and listen to it. You have a right to due process for a reason. Because we know that when it's not there, when that reason is not there, when it's left unchecked, we know that this is what happens. Street justice happens. And we don't want street justice to be justice. We don't want that to happen because what happened here is what happens. When you get people who have an edge or have an axe grinder or unhappy, who don't know what's what in their head. They're not good people. When that's the people who just make a decision. They become judge, jury and executioner. And they strip everything from not just those people, but from the whole society the whole way of life, the fabric of what we're built upon. And that can't be overstated. It's ridiculous. There's a situation where a cop is actually defending his life, where like if he shows up at a drug deal and that drug deal, those drug dealers have guns and they open fire, then yes, you have to defend yourself. And I understand those situations, but that's not this. And a lot of times it's not. And I thought it was ridiculous when people vilified Colin Kaepernick. And I thought it was even more ridiculous. You want to talk about virtue signaling? Here we go. All right, let's so, so let's bring this up. All right, here we go. Now I'm getting now I'm getting into it. All right, Colin Kaepernick. Okay, what did the news media? What did people do? What did hardcore right wing, you know, conservative Bible belt people? Who did they put it on? They said. Oh, Colin Kaepernick, like he should be ashamed. The soldiers of America live and die for that flag. And they stand for the national anthem and blah, 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 blah. People who never served in the military, people who never actually, you know, put their hand in the air, never put their hand on the Bible, never swore an oath, never signed a contract, never served overseas. None of it. All of a sudden. We're out here saying, well, you know, our forefathers and the people and the men and women who have died and fought for our country, that's what that flag and that national anthem stands for. And to kneel for it is to disgrace all of them. As if you speak for us, as if you speak for the U.S. military, as if you speak for those soldiers that I guarded in Arlington, as if you speak for those people, because I can tell you what, as a soldier watching that That's exactly what we fought for. What's going on right now, for the most part, not the not the looting, not the violence for the most part, but protesting. That's what we fought for. The right of due process of law, the Constitution of the United States, innocent until proven guilty. Freedom of expression, freedom from oppression, freedom, personal responsibility, liberty. That's what we fought for. That's what these protesters are fighting for. That's what Colin Kaepernick was fighting for. Like, that's it. They're not asking for anything crazy. They're asking to, like, not be killed when you're arrested for a misdemeanor. Like, it's insane to me that this is where we're at. It's insane to me that this is what we're talking about. I, I don't get it. It's the same thing. Why do you give a shit if somebody is gay or transgender? How does that affect you at all? Who that person loves when they go home and close the door? Like People just need to worry about their own happiness first. Because the ironic thing about all of this is that those people are unhappy. And really what it comes down to is they have that little thing that we were talking about a second ago, eating them alive inside and they can't handle it. And so when they see somebody else who's a man and he loves another man and that makes him happy, then that makes him mad. Right. Because they were they grew up under systematic fear and hate and they have that living inside of them. If they could just take the moment to worry about their own happiness, their own mental health and well-being, taking a second to get off of social media and worry about all of the crap that you follow that's continuing to push the same narratives that you've always grown up with, because that's what happens. The guys in the military who are from the South who are racist, guess who they hang out with? The guys from the military who are in the same unit with them who are from the South, they just continue, they, they don't, they won't even have the conversation. They won't even be open-minded about it. They don't even want to be, have the potential to maybe think or feel a different way. And so they're just stuck being unhappy. And so that's why our job as white people is so hard. Is because a lot of times those people won't even give you the chance to be heard. It's the same thing with black people. Unfortunately, a lot of these protests, a lot of the people you're talking to, you're not talking to the right people. You're talking to the people who are already on your side, who believe what you believe, who think it's ridiculous, who think it has to stop. And those are the people that you're talking to, because I can tell you right now, the hardcore right-wing racists, the KKK people, the Bible belt in Indiana, the people who I've been around in my life who are, they don't follow what you follow. They don't go to CNN.com. They don't follow the pages on Twitter that are going to talk about this openly or the pages on Facebook or the Instagram accounts that are showing the things that you want them to see. They're putting themselves in situations to only see the bad, to only see the violence and the hate, to only see what fuels their own narrative more. And in that way, social media becomes unbelievably dangerous. And unfortunately, I just think the wedge gets bigger. The gap and the divide between all of us gets bigger. I think it's where we're at. So let's take it back. Let's talk. What, what are we doing? Right? Like, What are you doing? You listening to this right now. How are you going to ensure that you don't have that little thing eating away inside of you? That little hatred. That lack of joy. That lack of love for your fellow man. For each other. You have to make sure that If you have kids, that you're talking to them about this stuff. And you're talking to them, you're teaching them how to be kind. I don't give a shit about school. I don't give a shit about anything. Build a kind human being. That's it. You are a success as a parent if your kid is kind. If they care about other people. If they have empathy. If they see something like this going on. They act because they care. If we had a society of people like that, that were courageous enough to act because they were taught to act and because they were taught to care and because they were taught to love each other, then we wouldn't be in these situations. So if you have kids, that's your goal. If you don't have kids, don't fake being a good person. Just work on being a good person. Work on caring, ask questions, be courageous, hold other people accountable, have integrity. I think this is what it is. Like, can you hold people accountable? Hold them accountable. I mean, I mean, risk burning the bridge, killing your friendship for the rest of time because you did the right thing. That's courage. Is that who you are? Because if that's not who you are, if you're not that person, then that's what you got to work on. Difficult conversations. Because if you don't have the courage and the integrity to do the right thing, you're going to be the person filming this black person being killed by a cop. Not putting your fucking phone down. Because it doesn't need to be on social media. And taking action to stop the police officer. Yeah. Something bad might happen to you. That's why it's called courage. And you're going to be afraid. That's why they call it courage. That's it. So. I think at the end of the day we all have things that we got to work on. I know the things I've got to work on. I think about it. I hope you guys who listen to this podcast, I hope you think about it. I hope you think about the things that you got to work on yourself. You got to think about what are your values? What do you stand for? For me, I'm never going to oppress anybody's right to happiness. That's what I stand for. That's my value. And you can take that every single social issue in the entire world. I don't believe in anything that would ever oppress somebody's happiness. That answers your question to pretty much everything. Literally, ask any question, any political question, any social issue, apply that metric to it, and I think it fits. Every independent person is autonomous to have their own happiness. And the only additional rule that you have to put on that is that their happiness cannot be contingent on somebody else's unhappiness. So you can't be like, well, killing people makes me happy, Jeff. Well, unfortunately that's going to make somebody else unhappy. So it doesn't fit the criteria. Sorry, you broke the only rule, right? Might be, well, oppressing black people makes me happy, Jeff. Sorry, I don't think black people like being oppressed. So that's not going to fit the rule. And so that's it. I've thought about it a lot. I think about it all the time. And I think that that rule kind of fixes everything. And guess what? It's kind of the golden rule. Treat people how you want to be treated. Treat people how your kids want to be treated, right? If you have a kid, would you want a cop to put their knee in their neck and choke them out, have them be screaming for their life? Would you want that for your kid? There's there's no answer. There's no crime that justifies that. So the answer is an obvious no, and that's that's our litmus test here, right? And so what we have to work on and what we have to do and the actions that we have to take as a community, right? Of friendshippers, the you know few hundred people who are going to listen to my words here and the few hundred people who are going to you know maybe spread those words and share those words, whatever. The things that we have to take away is that. We have to actually work on being good people. We can't take half measures. We can't be bad people and then go to church on Sunday and be a good person. We can't be a bad person and show up to a protest to feel good about ourselves. We can't be a bad person and give money to charity and hope that that cleanses us. It doesn't work that way. Some of the best people I know, some of the most tolerant, the most joyous, the most loving, the most caring... They never go to church. They don't have the money to give to charity. They aren't on social media. They don't try to flex their thoughts or opinions on other people. They never comment on Facebook or Instagram. But when you show up and you talk to them, they make you feel like they care about you. Because they do care about you. They make you feel loved and accepted. So at the end of the day, hold that as your standard for people. That's it. Just hold that as your standard for people. Do they make me and others around them? Do they make them feel loved and accepted? Do they make them feel cared about? Are they good people? That's it. Okay. So those are my thoughts. Those are my opinions. Hopefully if you're listening to this, you are a great person with high integrity who loves me and loves one another and loves your neighbors and just is, is just a good person. And I appreciate you guys if you are, or if you aren't, I hope you guys uh, got something out of this and have some stuff to maybe work on for yourself or for your children. And I hope that you guys have a fantastic afternoon and I hope to, you know, I want to get and keep things positive. Let's stay positive, right? Let's just keep working on ourselves. We all got stuff to work on. We all got to control our own 20 square feet. We all got to make sure that we're helping elevate ourselves first so that we can help elevate others. We got to work on building our own value system so that we can have the courage to defend it. And that's what it all comes down to. Thanks, guys.